Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. So thank you so much for joining us today. We would love if you'd love leave a review um, down below. Those five-star reviews really do help us a lot. Uh, But before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Can't say enough great things about the people up in, in, oh gosh, where are they? I know it's a suburb of Minneapolis. Um, I'm going to have to look that up before the next podcast. But um, Great customer service, so easy to set up and break down. It is, uh, you know, I, we own three of them. That's that's probably um, what I've had a lot of people come and try to sponsor this podcast, but I only do sponsors that I truly believe in. And I believe in Dr. Dish. I also believe in teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is my baby. It is what allows all these podcasts to go out and stay free and to all of you. So, um, you know, several ways you can help us out. By, by leaving a review, but also by coming over and checking out teachhoops.com. Uh, right now, we have a three, a quarterly, three-month um, subscription that will, you know, not be around forever, but we're trying some new things out. So come over and check it out and have a great day. All right. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, so Coach Blaine, so uh, a fellow state championship coach, so, can, you, you know, yeah. I feel we, very- 2009, we both did it in 2009. We did, we did, uh, 2009. That was, I always say the first one is for the school. The second one was kind of for um, the players. It was, a, yeah. that was a, that was the one that Jerron promised. He promised it in, two, we lost in 08 and he promised it in the press conference in 08 that we were going to win it in 09. So that entire year was very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the Joe Namath thing. But go ahead, Coach. I'm going to have you. <laughs> That's all I'm right. Gonna, okay. I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Sure. And then kind of give your basketball journey. And then I will, um, I'll jump in and we'll talk okay. about practice planning. We'll talk all sorts of fun stuff. That sounds great. I appreciate you having me on, Coach. Yeah. I, I, it sounds like fun. 
my journey, my name is Jim Blaine, and I am the currently the head men's basketball coach at Clark University in Dubuque, Iowa. I took the, low, the road less traveled to become a head college coach. It was never something that was really on my radar. Um, and where, I, okay, so I know Dubuque. Sure. I know Dubuque, so before yeah. we go too far. So I know where I know where University of Dubuque is. Where are you guys located in relation to them? We are. Uh, let's see. We're we're at all three schools are like you can throw a rock and hit them. Okay. Um, so they, if you go down University, we're kind They're of up the hill, right? Yeah, we're right. You know where Dubuque Senior High School is? Uh huh. We're right across the street from Dubuque Senior. Okay. I mean, okay. Sort of kitty corner on Clark yeah. Drive, and um, yeah. So we're we're probably the smallest of the three campuses in Dubuque, but uh, okay. You know, uh, it's great it's town. Dubuque's a yeah, great it is. town. It is. It's, it's a great, a great college town. It's just a great town. Sixty-five thousand or sixty thousand. It is. It's a great um, town. I still live on the good side of the river, though. I I still have my six hundred eight area code. And, okay, so um, so go. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's so all you, right. you go back to your high school coaching career, and then yes, yeah. um, I actually got started. I was going to college at UW Platteville, and which is only like fourteen miles from my hometown. Yep. And my high school basketball coach called me and said, "We need somebody to coach junior high." Um, whoever was doing it had got a different job and couldn't do it. I'm like, sure. Why not? Um, so that's how it started. And then tough job to fill. Those are tough jobs to fill, man. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, when you're a college kid, man, you're going to pay me 800 bucks to do this. Sure. Why right. not? It sounds right. like fun. And, and as my buddy said, you got the itch and, uh, enjoyed it. Um, actually started in girls high school. Um, okay. Did some, uh, varsity and JV high school girls. And then, Became the assistant coach at Benton in the early 90s. Uh, moved across to Southwestern to get a head job for four years. And then the Benton job came open again. It was 99. They were coming off a winless season. And my one of my former teachers, who was the AD, called me and said, we want to hire you because we want somebody that's – I don't want a college kid that we're going to have to hire somebody every two years. We want somebody right. that's going to stay here and – and do it. So I took it and we won one game my first year, uh, seven, my second, 10, my third, and then we won the conference title. And from there we won uh, seven conference titles in 10 years. We had, there was a, there was a time Steve where it was Madison Memorial, Benton, Randolph and Cuba city. We had a streak. We were, Cuba city and us had one, had six 20 win seasons in a row. I think Randolph had nine and you had seven. Yeah, I, I was talking like to Mark that. Miller today, too, because I, you know, he's doing that streaks like I think um, yep. Germantown has the 69. I said, I said, Mark, I, you need to look into this. But the mo the proudest streak I have of all, you know, all the mm -hmm. state tournament things is we won 14 straight conference championships. Yep. I believe it, I believe Randolph. I thought Randolph might have done it, but they didn't. I don't think they did. No, we so won I said, six in a row. We so won I six in a row. Fourteen is yeah. like that's a that's well, a, that's that, that's crazy. It's crazy. Six in a row is crazy. Fourteen yeah, I know. in a row is is off the off the wall. I crazy. said I don't know if that record's been broken. I, I maybe pious girl. Yeah, to, maybe maybe. But it's like I said, you got to go back and look at that because that's a that's a yeah. crazy record. That me. is a crazy record. I, I, we like I said, we won six in a row undisputed and. Right. You know, that's half a decade for crying out loud. 14 in a row is a decade and a half. So. I know. It's crazy. Um, and then from there, um, on, it, was, it was a day after Labor Day. And uh, my phone rang, and it was a friend of mine that taught at, at Clark. And their assistant coach had just left. 
late. He took a, uh, a junior college head coaching job. And they had recruited David Nice, who played for me at Benton for four years and had played one year at Clark at the time. And so apparently they, I was close. They had seen us play because of David. They called me and were like, would you be interested to be a college assistant? And I talked right. to my wife and my kids. And, and we live 20, my, my door to, to Clark is 22 miles. So that's what, that probably played into it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We, we never had to, my kids still go to school in Benton. My, my oldest son is a freshman. Okay. Um, this year that played, played for David Nice, in fact. Okay. So there's kind of a, uh, yeah, you know, full circle. A, a yeah. full circle there, which, which is awesome. I, David's one of my favorites. But, and so at what took, point did you decide to get out of the business that you were running then? When I became the head coach. Okay. Um, the, after my year as the assistant, the head coach left and uh, uh, took a, a job in Nebraska. And lo and behold, there I sat and became a head college coach and honestly didn't have any idea what I was doing. Uh, thought I did. Right. Um, and, but then once I became the head coach, it was impossible to run the business. I did it for about a year um, as best I could. And it was, we, it was going to go under if I kept doing that. And right. I sold it to a guy in Missouri who right. bought it as his retirement plan. So he's just having some fun with it. Right. What didn't you know? What, what, in retrospect, what did you think you knew and what didn't you know? Well, I, what I didn't know was, was recruiting, you know, I mean, it's the name I, of the game, baby. Yeah. And I mean, I, I knew how to call kids up and talk to them. I mean, I, you know, we're, right. we're all coaches. We're pretty personable. We're, right. we're going to be able to talk to people, but I didn't know how to begin to find it. I had literally never gone to an AAU event until I was the head coach at Clark. And the, we hired an assistant who had been a volunteer at St. Norbert. Okay. And he, he basically put together our whole recruiting it's like, here's where we got to go. You know, I had no idea what I was doing and how to organize it or anything. So and here's he somebody, that th I think I know talent and I think I can yeah. see talent, but I don't know. So this is a question I've always wondered is when you go to those events, it seems, I mean, I can, I can pick out the top three kids. Mm -hmm. That's easy, but I ain't getting the top. If I'm <laughs> at Clark, exactly. I'm not getting the throttle. Oh, no. how, how do you... How do you differentiate the, how do you differentiate in like the one in Rockford? It was like, there's so many good players. Like, how do you, yes. how do you differentiate ability? I mean, I, I, it just seems like a lot of noise to me when I'm looking at it. Yeah. Well, honestly, the, like with the Rockford, when you're talking about it started with the people that put in their grades, you know, that would put in their GPA and stuff. Yeah. I'd start there. It's crazy. It sounds like, okay, I'm watching Omaha Center or Omaha South play Madison Memorial. Right. And if you had your grades in, like, okay, 22 looks like he's a pretty good player. Let's check his grades first. Right. And if his grades are okay, then we're, then we're going to take the next step. Um, a lot of times you go on Twitter and see who's offered, you know, I mean, I, there, there, I was in, it was the one in Rockford. I was watching a kid from, I thought he was a senior. He was a sophomore. I'm like this, this kid would be all right. You know, he'll be good for us. He's a senior. He's got a couple years. He's going to need yep. to develop a little bit. And I got talking to people. They said, no, he's a sophomore. He's one of the top six players in the state of Illinois. Oh, uh, well, you know, that makes sense. I feel Cross good. I knew off. he was good. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I think, you know, there's sort of a, sometimes it's size, you know, those six, seven wings we're not getting, we got to go six, four, six, five. Sometimes it's that. And, and you just kind of know who the really good players are in the, the D1 guys. And you, for us to be successful, we got to get those guys that are looking recruited and even in some cases offered by D2. 
Right. They, they just don't want to go to Northern Michigan. They want to stay right. closer to home. Yeah. Or they're getting recruited by them, but they, you know, they fall away. You know, they don't stay, they recruit somebody else instead of him. Or right. our, we had a honorable mention All-American this year was a sophomore. He's from Dubuque. And he was ready to accept him a scholarship at Northern, at Upper Iowa. And he was going to call him on Friday and on Wednesday, they called him and they pulled the scholarship because they already given it to somebody else. And now he's, he's a, he was the first team all conference guy for us this year as a sophomore. Right. But those are the guys we got to get to win. You know, we got to go get guys like that to win. And what's your radius? Like you're not getting um, Madison kids probably a lot. No, like for us to get Wisconsin kids, Steve, we've got to get, um, NAI has athletic money. We have scholarships, but we don't have, we don't have full rides. Some schools right. do. We right. only go to full tuition. Right. So we're going to have a hard time getting that mid. We're not going to get the uh, um, rotation guy from Wisconsin because he's going to go to a WEAC school. Right. Not, it's going to be so much cheaper. Right. Uh, we can go get like Dylan Curry from Kakana. Right. Uh, we can go get him because we can give him a little bigger scholarship because he's going to, play for us right and right now he, he played came off the bench last year for so it's similar to like base it's similar to like some of the baseball where you gotta here's your here's your lump you can right. break it up kind of the way you need to okay that makes right sense. it's it's a, a math and return on investment problem as much you said it in terms of knowing who's good and who's not that's the easy part right the hard part for us is yeah. we have to be able to spend the least amount of it's like money ball we it gotta is. be able to spend the least amount of money and get the best players right and, right. uh, and, and part of that is your, that part of that is like, I was talking to a Holy Cross assistant a couple of days ago and Holy Cross is like, my son's going to Middlebury, which is like a top yep. five liberal arts school in the country. It's like, he got in. That's just like, he won the lottery, basically, in my opinion. Um, crazy hard to get into, but those, those schools can only recruit 5% of the population to play right. basketball because no one else can get in. It was the same with the Holy Cross guy. He goes, well, we're just trying to steal a Harvard kid. Or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, you know, one of those, you know, kids that are up higher, a little bit higher level um, that, you know, that we want to get in. And it's the same with you. You're, you've got an academic standard probably. And then you got to look at that and you have, you, you have money. Well, that's the thing is you probably can come into the state a little bit because you got some money. Yeah. We actually don't the, have money. For the, for the, like for the better kids, for the Dylan Curry's, for the, I, I don't, the other thing we've got is nursing. So we've okay. gotten a couple of kids like Reed Larson from Fenimore who will eventually be a rotation guy right. for less money, but he wanted nursing. So that's, that's the Perfect. one niche, you know, right. that we've got. Um, but yeah, otherwise it, we've had our best luck with Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois. Um, my second assistant was a California guy and, and nothing against California guys, but every time we brought them in, it just didn't work. Right. Um, that's a long way to come, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and especially if you come in and suddenly, yeah, oh, you're actually the sixth man or the seventh man. Right. It's a long way to come to sit in the bench and only play 18 minutes. Right. And so we just, we stop recruiting from distance. Now that we get a kid from distance every now and then, but it, right. it, it, it's Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois. The funny part is we really seldom I think in my years, we've had one kid from Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's – it would be different. It would be interesting if the WEAC was like NAIA or scholarship too. If they mm -hmm. were D2, if they were D oh, two, yeah. I think it would help everybody, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, well, it hurt us. But it, it, would, 
It would, but I'm yeah. just saying, I think it, I mean, they are literally almost a D2. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And that's the team, like the team that wins our league, Steve, is William Penn. Um, here's the, their starting center this year transferred from uh, Pepperdine. Uh, they're starting two guard transferred in from Oakland, Michigan. And right. uh, their best player transferred in from one of the Texas schools, um, you know, like Texas, San Antonio or somebody like right. that, you know, one of the mid-level Texas schools. So that's like, we finished second. That's who we got to beat. Right. You know, we got to go out and beat guys like that. We, we, and how does your tournament work? How does NAI tournament work? Sure. We, we, uh, we do a conference tournament like everybody else, you know, our, for us, like our conference champ, our league gets two automatic bids. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. So our conference tournament champion gets, I'm sorry, our conference champion gets a bid and our conference tournament champion gets a bid. And then if, if like the, like William Penn won both, then the second place team gets a bid. Okay. We also got a, the NAI does a weird thing where, I don't know if it's weird or not, but it's different. They give what's called a host bid. And because the tournament's in Kansas city and our conference is based in Kansas city, uh, we got a host bid. So once we locked up second place in late February, we knew we were in. Because right. the worst case scenario was we'd get the host bid. Right. Um, so that's all. And, and every conference has, it depends how many teams are in your league. Like if you're a league of, I think it's 11 or fewer, you get one automatic bid. Yeah. 12 to 15, you get two. If you get 16. And how many make the three, tournament? 32. Now next year we're going into all one, because that was NAID one. Okay. Now next year we're going – NEI D1 and D2 are just combining, so it'll be 64 teams next year. Okay. And how will that change things from D1 and D2? Well, I, I think it helps us because the NEI D1, there was a, you could use 11, enough money for 11 scholarships. Right. You know, so some teams were given fulls and, and allotting others here and there. And our school, and this isn't a criticism, it's just what it is. You know, it was like coaching at Benton. Right. Um, we're the smallest school, but we don't care. Right. Um, we don't give full rides. We, we only give up the full tuition. So we deal with it. Right. And that's all we can do. Right. Um, but now everybody's down to, I believe it's eight. So it brings some of those schools that were fully funded back toward us. Because right. we're probably using six to seven and a Seven's. half. Okay. Um, so it brings them. So back it might to balance us. the field out some. I hope so. I, I you know, I, I, we'll see. I mean, I, I, and I, there, I'm as a D three guy that grew up watching the WEAC and the NCA D three tournament and how they would take four teams to a site. Right. I love that. Like I would go watch both teams play all the time. Right. Um, we're doing that next year. I um, think that NAI, bre- I think that breeds that breeds yeah. excitement. I think. Yes. Now the NEI people are going crazy because. Forever, they've been taking 32 teams to Kansas City and playing five games in six days. Right. Well, now it's going to be more like the D3 model. Um, a round of four, 16 rounds of four, and then 16 teams go to Kansas Yeah, but City. I think that's going to be better for everybody. I do, too. I mean, I, I do, too. I'm, I'm the minority of, of our group just because, you know, they've been in the NAI forever, and, and I get it. Right. And there's probably a big money maker for NAA to have all 64, but it's better for the schools probably to have that gate in there. um, Well, yeah, just trying to win five games in six days. That's, that's crazy. I know. It's like the old state tournament when you had three three days. It was like, Oh my God, you just, it was, it was like whoever had the, whoever had Mm -hmm. the most strength. Okay. So let's, let's go, uh, let's talk practice planning. Sure. Um, Sure. So why don't you pull up a practice plan? We can talk about that. Do you have anything as you're doing that, anything we could talk about in terms of how you, is it, I would love to know the difference between being a high school coach for the listeners and being a college coach. How, 
how that has differentiated your um, practice planning. Do you want me to bring the square, shared Yeah, shared bring the shared screen, screen up. Right now yeah, yeah, sure. do that. Uh, let's see. Because I think that's what everyone's intrigued about. Yeah. When do you practice? Okay. How is it different? How is it similar to what you were doing sure. when you were a high school coach? Well, I, I, the difference is we just get so much more time to get ready. Right. You know, I think we practiced 28 times before our first game. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So huh. in high school, you're practicing what? Like 10. Maybe 10. Yeah. 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 Um, so so we, there's just so much more time to – you can really take your time and put stuff in and, and do it over and over again. You know, I think you're better at it that way, obviously. Um, I, I think in terms of practice planning, though, it's the same. You know, because some thoughts I had written down, Steve, was, yep. was you know, with practice, it, you've got to be your personality. Like I said, I grew up around Platteville, and, and I went and watched Bo's team's practice. I've always said Bo was technique over effort. You know, they were, they were so locked into trying. They were just, it was footwork, and not that they didn't coach effort right. and encourage it, but they were technique over effort. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. And then I went and watched- His entire career. It yes, didn't exactly. Yep. If you don't watch his Platteville practices and watch his Badger practices, <laughs> yeah, exact same, same thing. Exact same and, thing. And then I was fortunate to, uh, excuse me, with my business, I got to go up in to about- three or four of Buzz Williams practices at Marquette. <laughs> they were fantastic. Right. They were, it, and he was the opposite. They were effort over technique. Yep. And again, not that they weren't talking about technique or working on it, but it was all, we're going a thousand miles an hour. It's, it's just play hard, effort, 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 effort. Yep. And I found it fascinating. Um, I couldn't do it. It's not my personality, but it's buzzes, you know, and, and I, I love Buzz. Buzz has I do so too. much freaking energy. Yep. It's, Buzz is so real too. None yes. of that's fake with him. It's just that's so real. Yes. <laughs> and stole some great ideas from him. Um, one of them was we did with our team one time when they were doing their uh, uh, four-man workouts. They, you know, they got 7,000 managers. So Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they assigned a manager to a kid. And he had a, a clipboard with different things on him. Every time a teammate helped another one off the floor, they got a mark for that. Anytime they high five, anytime you touched one of your teammates in any way, you know, a high five, a pat in the butt, whatever, you got a mark for that. Anytime you and you like you would like I, I threw you a pass and you scored and you point back at me like, hey, good pass. You got a positive mark for that. If they bent over and grabbed their shorts, they got a negative mark. If they leaned against the wall, they got a negative mark. Now we didn't keep track of all that. Right. We had a student assistant for like 10 days. This is second or third year. I said, just do positive touches. We're not going to worry about the negative stuff. So we did all the positive stuff. Anytime teammates touched anytime. Right. And it was fascinating to see our freshmen were the ones that were more enthusiastic and more in touching, encouraging guys. 
than the older guys. And I had to get after the older guys because I'm like, what are you, you're selfish. Right. You're being selfish. You're not thinking about others. You're just trying to survive. So right. I thought that was interesting, you know? It and, is. It is. Um, high school coaches, I don't know if we could do that, but it's got to be a secret, obviously. So we did it for about 10 days in practice and I'd love to do it again. It was, it was good. It's effort. Like I was talking, that was the Holy Cross coach. That's the high school coach. Now was, he, I'll send you the effort sheet, but he basically, he breaks down games and effort. Like he has an effort sheet and it's crazy. Like it's pluses and minuses. It's yep. like, there's at times I think you have to track that stuff mm-hmm. just to show them. Cause I don't think they know. Um, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. So I, I, that was a couple things I wrote down. Um, any, and, and I got this from Kevin Eastman. Um, until you play your first game, especially on the defensive side, you have to coach in absolutes. So it can't be when, you know, Keith says, coach, if that's a non-shooter, how do I guard him? We're not worried about non-shooters right now. We're doing it this way. And then when scouting comes along, absolutely. Then you can, you know, you can help in off the, on the lane line drive, you can help from the corner off a guy who can't shoot. But until you play that first game, we try to coach in absolutes. I love that because it's like, there's 18 billion different ways to deal with the ball screen. Like you basically better pick one and get good at it. And for us, especially when you have like eight days, it's like, holy crap, what are we going to do? We're going to hard show. And and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We do that too. We, we pick one. And ours is the same. Ours is a uh, uh, hard hedge. And then we, we don't tag from the strong side. So like if, if it's a, our terminology is a deuce. If it's a, a deuce ball screen is as a, a close, you know, a, a shooter in the corner on that same side ball screen. We don't tag off of him. So we don't have that guy go help the post on the roll. We bring it from the weak side. I don't know if oh, that makes sense. Or, you know, yeah. We bring that from the weak side. Our theory is, they we can get there as fast if our guys hedging it right they're they're not gonna be able to make that skip pass it's gonna have to be it's it's not gonna be easy to get there. right um and we'll, I, we'll blitz the screen a lot in high school yeah. just because they don't deal with it much sure. but we talk about touch touch talk touch take you know kind of mm-hmm. thing like fight through that screen you know um but it's like you're right i love that idea that eastman idea of like yep. this is where we're gonna do because you're trying to get so much stuff and we don't have the time that you right. do, but um, yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Coach, coaching absolutes, man. It's, it's yeah. like we had a, we were, we chase every screen. We chase everybody, you know, on a, on a down screen, pin screen, whatever. We're going to chase them. It's what we believe in. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's us. Right. And so we had a kid last year. He's like, well, what, what if, you know, he's like, well, in this situation I can do this. I'm like, we're not thinking about, it. we're chasing him. Right. We're chasing him because yeah. if you do that, that guy over there that your garden shoots 44% from three, he's going to go there and they're going to score three points. Right. Because um, our whole defense is set up for this. So don't, you know, it's like, you can't start. You try to, yeah. Can't yeah, start you try to build some, yeah. You try to build some habits, I guess. And what, okay. So before we get into the practice thing, yeah. Is every, do you, do you look at the guy's schedules beforehand? Do you know yes. when they're going to, is there ever a conflict with that? Occasionally, not very often. Um, okay. We're done with classes by on Mondays. I think it's three thirty. Tuesdays it's three o'clock. It's so it's Monday. So it's campus Wednesday. wide. It's right. campus. Like, no one's yeah. running a six o'clock class. No, there okay. there are, there are night classes on Monday and Thursdays that we tell our guys if you're going to take a night class, take it on Mondays, and then 
we only have to deal with it one day. Okay. And, and then we just deal with it. And it, usually a couple guys have to take one, but, and then Friday's route at two thirty, two thirty. So we're usually, okay. Okay. So yeah, I've got a spreadsheet in my office with their, with their practice times and, or with their class times. Cause the other thing we do that we get as NAI, we get more time. Um, we get 26 weeks of practice or is it 20, 24 weeks of practice. Whoops. I better get that right. right. Uh, from the start of school to the end. So we'll do. So like when we're practicing in end of September and October, we'll have them come in in small groups as well. And we'll do 45 minutes twice a week of skill work. And then in April, all through April, we're doing skill work with them because we can, we've got the time to do it. So well, that's that, really nice. That it's, and then in the summer, we have no rules. We can, we can practice every day of the summer if we wanted to. Um, we don't, but we don't. Right. Uh, but like local guys like Keith and Jared or and what are you doing with them right now? They're not on campus. Obviously. No, if, if we were on campus now, we would be right at the end of our small group workouts okay. and open gyms. Okay. Um, which is the other thing at open gym, we don't have to go hide in the corner. You know, we can right. stand there and watch them and say, Hey Keith, why don't you work on the thing we worked on this afternoon or whatever. Um, so we get to talk to them. I, li- I really, that's what I really like about the NAI is we get, time with them we get to do you think the ni and i and you think it's safe and i and i i can't i don't know it's a great question um i think we're probably if if this whole thing comes to an end you know in 12 months i mean where we can get back to normal and and do stuff i think we'll be fine if it gets too much longer um I don't know. It's because they don't have the finances probably that the ncaa does now fortunately our school we are we're good you know, okay. we, our, our endowment is good. We don't have a lot of debts. In fact, we have very little debt. So we're in a good enough shape to, now athletics drives enrollment like any small school. Right. We're in good enough shape to survive. And how many kids do you keep on your roster? We keep about, if we, have, if we offer you money to come play basketball, you're going to get to play basketball. We, we keep it between 22 and 25. Okay. Uh, but we also play reserve games. Oh, you do? So, okay. Yeah. So we'll play 12 or 15 reserve games for those. Our uh, six man this past season played, well, actually Dylan played uh, some reserve games as a freshman. Okay. Our sixth man and our seventh man were both reserve game guys as freshmen. And then as sophomores, they were. It's, it's, a, it's a strength in, in yeah. body thing. It's a, yeah. It, I think the difference between an 18 and a 20-year-old is bigger than oh, the difference man. between a 14 and an 18-year-old. I think that differentiation's bigger. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't disagree. I don't because I got a fifteen-year-old sitting in here that's six foot four and right um, looks like a junior in high school. Right. Yeah. You can. There's something. Yeah. It's crazy what happens. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Let's let's jump into the let's sure. jump into this. So we talk about. I shouldn't say, not to our players, but we talk about there's teaching drills, there's emphasis drills, and there's energizers. Okay. Um. So, like, if you look at our four o'clock, it says bent elbow passing, pressure passing. It's two quick passing drills that are teaching drills. And for us, the teaching in those drills, like in bent elbow passing, um, there, uh, there, it's just there's a guy got a line at the elbows and a, and a line at the ba- at the baseline out of bounds, and they're playing catch. Right. Um, so if I throw it to- uh, bottom to top, I just go straight up. If I throw it top to bottom, I X and cross into the other side of the court. Do you and always thing, start with a teaching drill? Yes. Yes. We'll, we'll start with something um, to break a sweat before we stretch. Okay. Cause you know, I just, 
I, I don't know if it's right or wrong. And if there's somebody watching this that <laughs> knows more about this than I, they can correct me. But I always told muscles were like uh, rubber bands. Right. If you take them, if you throw a rubber band in the refrigerator and pull it out and pull it, it's going to break. Right. Uh, if you rub it in your hands and get it warm and you can stretch it. So that's the same thing. So we will do something simple like that and a teaching drill just to get them sweating a little bit and then we'll stretch. Okay. Um, and it might be a shooting drill. And, and who does the stretches? Um, we had our, we do them, but we got it from our trainers, you know, from okay. our PT okay. people. And okay. so they're not, we actually have, which is, here's the great thing about college. I don't know, maybe you've got it at Memorial, but at a small school, we didn't, we got trainers in at practice every day. Yeah. We have them coming in. She comes, yeah. Bree comes in whenever, I mean, but yeah. Um, I mean, so when the winners are down sport, the downtime actually, cause half of, some are swimmers and then the hockey okay. teams at the hockey arena. So she basically has the basketball players, the wrestlers and the gym, gymnasts. So it's not very yeah. much. They're all yeah. in the building. So that, that was, that's just, it's know, so nice kid, to have a trainer. Oh, man. oh yeah. Kid, oh, yeah. Kid jams his finger or something. It's like, go I just say, go to the trainer and we just, yeah. keep, we don't miss a beat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes I don't care about you. I'll talk to you afterwards. Right. But, right. Uh, um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll do uh, like the, so the, for us, the teaching part of the bent elbow passing is we talk about there's four things you have to do. You know, we, we always say coaches talk about be tough with the basketball. Well, what does that mean? You know, I, I don't know what it means to you, but to me it means um, catching the ball with your feet in the air, catching the ball in triple threat, using pass fakes, and uh, making decisions on the floor. Those four things to me are being tough with the basketball. And pass fakes are the ones that I think they're so bad at. Yeah, they you are. know, it, I, yeah, I talk about breaking windows. It's like kind of a PGC yeah. thing, but it's like you know, if you make that pass, you know, you got to, above the ears, you got the yeah. hips. What, what, where are you going to do this? And you got to fake one way and go the other, and and that's where we use it. We use that. We get that done in pressure passing. Okay. So, so in like, so we'll do that Ben Elb passing for like three minutes, and we'll because usually just be playing catch. Then it'll be for a minute or like forty five seconds, and then we tell them sweep one dribble right. And then they got to use a pass fake and make the pass. And then we'll tell them for 45 seconds and it's sweep at one dribble left. And then we're through that drill. The pressure passing, if you can get five guys in a group, that's great. You just need one ball. So you got to kind of picture this, that there's just five guys in a single line. The first guy's got a ball. He's going to roll it out to the free throw line. Okay. Second guy is going to go right behind him, close him out. All right. So the off the other – thing that we talk about and it kind of comes into play on this drill is have an offensive and defensive quality in each of your drills. So as I a coach, that. I was really fortunate in high school that my assistant coach in high school, like if we were doing a defensive drill, he would coach the offense. Right. And if we were doing an offensive drill, he would coach the defense. I do that. So I, that's a great doing, thing for young coaches too. If you have yes. more than one person there, you can't look at everything. Like I literally, right. and I'm lucky I got three assistants at my practices, but I'll say, Hey, you know, Nate, you're going to just watch defense because I'm going to watch, you know, because mm -hmm. I can, I, I can't watch three things, you know, I right. got to, you know, but then, yeah. so they're hearing other voices from other people. I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. For us, my assistant's in charge of the defense. I just gave it to him. So defense is yours. Run it by me before we do stuff, but then right. I take the offense. So anytime we're doing a drill, he's just coaching defense and I'm coaching offense. I love that. Yeah. Um, so in the pressure passing, We've got that first guy out there. Then, so he's got to he's got to do a pivot, right? He's got to pick the ball up and pivot. And for the first forty-five seconds, we'll tell the defense, "Be obvious. Either go out with your hands up, 
so that he's got a fake high and pass it low. Right. You know what? You step through your waist or get your hands down. He's got a fake high or fake low and throw it off your ear. And so it's the, you know, the defense is telling you where to throw it. Right. And then for the next minute and 15 seconds, we'll tell the defense to be live. Now you're trying to get tips and now that guy's got to work it. So we're teaching. And then the guys at the other side, they got to catch it. Right. Right. You know, early in the season, we, I'm not a big guy to make guys run, but if they're not catching the ball, right. We're going to get out of line. And the thing uh, about passing is from a former shooter and my son's a shooter, put the damn ball where I can do something. Yes. It yes. just irritates me to no end. Yes. It's like, first of all, if you, it's like, there'll be a pass. And it's like, if you to pass him the ball the right way, he shoots that. Maybe you don't want him to shoot it, but you gave him a place where he couldn't shoot that. Because that it, it yeah. gives the defense time to close out. It does. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's not a skill that's taught at the younger level. I don't mm. think. Um, um yeah, so that and so to me, those are teaching drills. You know, right. those because we're really breaking it down. And, and, and if, so before we do before we do the teach the so four o'clock of teaching, w- you have weights above that on your practice plan. Right. What, so are you you going hard? Do you have a different program during the season or out of the season? How does that work? Yeah, good question. We'll go. Uh, this would have been well. Obviously, this is preseason, so we're going three days a week. I think we went on Sundays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly. Um, and again, I, I don't know anything about weight. My assistant coach took care of that. He got it in, actually our football coach did it for us Okay. and put it together for us. The Sundays were hard. Thursdays were hard. Tuesdays were easier. Okay. Uh, we're lighter. Um, hey everybody. I hope you enjoy it. Make sure you subscribe. Um, and we would really appreciate that. Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen, five, those five-star reviews mean a ton to us. Uh, Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.